coming up, villains. I don't have a good intro for this. I'm Rhino. I'm Ken. And we are the Podcast Rangers. Rangers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Rhino, joined by that other host, Ken. I that's me, Ken. Also that other, me. that other guy. Um, and together they are those two guys. Anyway, we're gonna talk about uh, we were gonna talk about villains, like uh, some of the best villains. I think what it what it, what is it to be a great Power Rangers villain, right? Somewhere along those lines. Your, something, your mandate something to me wrong. was fairly vague, so I made notes and then less. Than I think the word was literally like, villains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are we recording today? Villains. You were like, what are we doing today? And I was like, villains. <laughs> and then so I made notes like always because I'm a fool and I have not learned my lesson uh, because 45 minutes before we started recording, you were like, I'm not feeling villains. <laughs> what else and then somehow do? you talked to talk me back around into it so here we are villains so mind you That's i also I came started. up with like three other ideas and <laughs> we are using none hey, of them oh no they're good ideas we're using them with we'll use them later i'm writing it down right actually i wrote them down right here I'm video games comics right in- i'm writing it down don't you hear the my keys beep boop 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 beep boop <laughs> Imagine you like miming in front of you in the air. Yes, I'm writing down this very important information that you're saying to me to show that I'm listening. I thought that you could see me because I literally was <laughs> miming the keyboard when I was doing the beep, boop, 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 boop. And I was like, is there a camera in here? Um, well, Ken, you had some great notes that pulled me back around into the villains category. Right. Uh, yeah. So what were, what were you thinking along those lines? Because, so, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so... A lot of the the things that we talk about when we talk about like the best like seasons, best kind of like story arcs, characters, like because we've talked a lot about good characters uh, as far as the Rangers go. Um, a lot of the times the villains have something to do with that. So my idea was like, OK, well, if we're going to talk about these villains, is it something where you can uh, speak to villains as being like they have some sort of compelling story? Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a decent character arc for them, or you can understand their point of view, where they're coming from, or you understand their intention, because a lot of the times it's very unclear. We've talked previously about like not understanding what the villain's goal is, aside from just being a bad guy. Um, And then aside from that, also like cool designs. What are the aesthetics? All right. As an illustrator, like the things that usually grab me first are, are how cool do these things look? Uh, would I want a figure of this character like on my shelf? Um, because when I was younger, I bought good guy figures. I didn't buy a lot of the villain figures when I was younger. Do you um, regret it now? Um, nah, cause I'm <laughs> doing that now. Like, like, okay. So like Ninja Turtles is an example. I would have all the turtles, but was I going to ask my parents to buy me a villain when I didn't really care about like the shredder and the shredder was like the first version was like that hunched over, like shirtless shredder or I could have a bunch of more turtles. So I always pick more turtles. Um, and now we're getting better figures of these characters, like the Goldar, the Zed, uh, the Rita coming. Oh yeah. Beautiful. Um, so, so with that in mind, the idea of like, uh, what are some of the villains that we appreciate either the storyline from or just cool design aesthetic? And do they fall into one or both of those? Um, and yeah. then, so I just have a list of a couple for me, um, well, and then kind I, of like bring that down and I'm going to leave you to kind of like, you're probably going to already be thinking of a few, I imagine. No, I was going to say, I, th- I think a good one would be like taking a couple of our favorites, you know, that we that we like when you say it, those are the ones that immediately pop into your head and and figuring out, you know, what it is about them that makes them great. You know, mm-hmm. like, why are they the ones that when we say, you know, Power Rangers, that's the one you think of. And I let, let's start at the beginning, I think, you know, um, let, let's start with just Mighty Morphin. You know, we'll we'll talk about whatever villains come out of this season for that. Um, because I think, you know, anybody in the world, when you say Power Rangers, I think you do think of Rita Repulsa, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, there's no question because it, it was it, it, it that show hit, and I don't. I mean, like the she first had, shot you're seeing is her coming out of the dumpster, pretty much those astronauts like opening the dumpster. I mean, was not that the meme of the beginning of coronavirus too, when they yep. were basically like, after ten thousand years, I'm free, and like, so it's just one of these things that kind of keeps cycling back around. And she had a very iconic look. You know, it, you're right, the dumpster. Uh, she had the cones, the Madonna cones, you know, right. um, the hair, the fact that she had that that magic wand, the voice. It, it, she had a lot going for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I think what, what was also great about her is that she, it, it was this sense of like scary. You know what I mean? Like, like think about it in like like if you boil it down to the basic terms of like what children see. And when they see a villain and I think that she was a witch, you know, not, yeah. I think she was a witch, you know? Um, and so you think, but that's like a, a sort of like a primeval archetype villain. You, you grow up reading like scary tales about witches, you know what I mean? Um, and it was, so again, I, you break it down to power Rangers being like science versus, you know, witchcraft, all these sort of like competing things, you know, the dinosaurs you add in magic, you add in all this stuff. Like it's a little bit of all those things that you're like, yeah, kids love that, you know? Adults love that. Everybody loves that. Like, and, but she, it was just something about Barbara Goodson's voice too, as Rita, I think that was so immediate. Like it pulled you in right away. Like just the second she comes out of that dumpster, you're like, I'm kind of hooked a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's like a very guttural, but almost like trying to understand how someone can do that with your, their voice. Like, yeah, you, you've, as a child, you're just like, oh, man, their throat must be bleeding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I I just think, too, she had a lot of really great um, taglines, too. You know, I'm it, that like, yeah, it came out of repetition, but it was also like the magic wand make my monster grow like I, I, the headache. I've got such a headache. And I also loved how they would kind of adapt, you know, because this is this is back. You know, she is a, one of the not often do they do a, a face character of the source material. Do they dub over an American with a, uh, you know, Amer- uh, in English. Right. Um, and so because this is the beginning and this is, you know, they were like, Oh, we'll just do, do that. Whatever. There's something very, I, I don't know. I, I want to say like charming also. Cause it's like, it's, it's a throwback to like Godzilla, you know, to like that sort of to- um not toy. Who makes Godzilla? Sorry. Uh, Subaraya. Uh, no. Um, yeah, Can't. Subaraya Productions. It, it's just a whole, like, it, you know, Power Rangers is, it, it has that Godzilla feel to it, too, obviously, because of the dragon sword and the dinosaurs and all that sort of stuff. Big monsters, city, all that sort of stuff. That, um, what, there's, there's, isn't the term Togo Satsu or something like that? Yeah, that's that doesn't that refer to it being like big monster the monsters Toho, sorry. Oh, okay. Shinrai okay. Productions is like they did the creature designs to- Toho is the to- Yeah, okay. Toho I was like, "Nah, cuz super it didn't sound familiar to me, but Toho definitely did." But yeah, so like it's one of those things where you're like, "Oh yeah, I kind I I've seen like this a little bit before, you know?" Mm-hmm. And like this is but like it's also she was scary but not like it was just this right amount of ridiculousness to it you know like it was it was maybe like so over the top that it was similar to like the witch from wizard of oz like it's yeah scary and can be intense for some people but also there's something comedic to it and like there's something charming like you were saying i think the wizard of oz witch is a great comparison actually yeah um Uh, oh she also does the bike the bicycle scene she does now that you said that yeah and and ba- um, and I mean the witch had the had the uh, she didn't have the wand but she had the um the the broom uh, right with like the you know when she when she sets it on fire it was kind of she always carried it kind of similarly that's interesting mm-hmm. yeah um I mean to bounce off that like the other things like Zed is is one I have on my list as well, like a runner up but well let's 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 wait for Zed just because I know that you also have appreciation for like. You we, we you know predominantly I feel like we'll end up talking about main villains, but yeah. it, I feel like it wouldn't be fair to skip over without talking about some of the side villains here because some of those you know 
most of the time the side villain just plays that role, right? Like the general, the whatever, they're just kind of there. Um, but you get some special ones along the way. And I think like Goldar is one of those because like he, probably one of the tops, like yeah, probably two side villains that I think are up there. And Goldar is, is one of those two. Um, I think he has potentially more of a, like, there's more of an understanding of what his main goal is, what his purpose is early on versus I think what like even Reed and Zed have. Yeah. Cause, cause Goldar is a very devout general. Like it yeah. is about him. Like you can tell right away, this is a mission oriented person. He is, you know, sir, like he is there to serve the Empress and, uh, he's also very scary in the beginning too. They mm-hmm. kind of like ease up on him a little bit. Well, a lot bit by the end, but like, I always think how scary that first season Goldar is because it's like his the paint is like a little bit darker and the eyes are a little bit red, like redder almost, right? Like more red. Like I don't know. This voice is like scary. Yeah. Um, And there's there's just something about his aesthetic. Like he is one that I have it marked down. Like just he looks cool. That was one of those like when Hasbro was doing the figures and they were like, we're doing Goldar. It was like, I need to make sure I get this. I, I think um, it's like the armor. There's like something to the texture and the armor and everything too. And he still has like these animalistic features. Like you can see his tail and it's, it's like the, the wings with actual feathers showing. So like the armor with that. So, you know, very clearly he's not like a human type character. Whereas like with Rita, she looks very human. Right. But, he, but he's also like, and not, you know, to bring it back to what you said earlier, he's very much her flying monkey. Mm-hmm. So I, there's something, something about that too you know it's cool yeah. um and i think they've done some justice with him uh later on in the comic books like it, like diving into his kind of like story and kind of like his role as things like using him also as someone to team up with the rangers in certain comics um because like there was a force like that they are like it's better for them to fight together to take down this whatever but um so that's interesting but also uh his his kind of main goal like after a while like especially when tommy's introduced and rita wants to use tommy uh her new kind of like not general but maybe like toy like her weapon and she's he's the new shiny thing yeah and so like you get this kind of angst from goldar which you don't necessarily comprehend as from coming from a monster that they kind of like envy this other thing. Um, and it kind of like creates this, uh, issue where they, he has like a specific purpose to be angry against like the green ranger, but also with Jason, because Jason specifically goes out initially, like you were saying before that, like Jason is pretty much Zordon's general, Whereas Goldar is, is Reed as mm-hmm. general, like they already have conflict, right? Static between them. Yeah. Um, but the, there's even more so for like the Tommy, uh, Goldar stuff, which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, no, for sure. And then also, I, I think I love something about it where he's just, he, where he finally gets so frustrated. And when like Zed shows up, you know, it's kind of like. She's in cop. He he goes to where the power is, which makes him like this extra kind of slimy mm-hmm. character a little bit too. And then that 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 brings us to what you were you were starting to say earlier, Zed. I mean, that's that's I feel like one of the best villain costumes they've made. You know, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Like not to keep saying everything's scary, but it like I look at it now and I'm like, what was I watching? Like I told you the other we were talking about it in the other show about how I, I told you the next time you watch the movie, watch how his brain is moving in the movie. Yeah, like and it's pulsate. like, blah, yeah. Blah. Um, yeah. I think his, his design is very much like a, um, an American type aesthetic, right? Like he looks like he's on the cover of a metal album, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he does. Megadeth, right. Like meatloaf um, designed him. <laughs> um, I think our perception of what metal is, is different. Um, but so Zed, I think is primarily though, aesthetic, Uh, because similar to Rita where like, she's there to just be like bad for the sake of being bad. He is initially he's there because she's like, you're saying incompetent, but also like it becomes muddy what their goals are. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's 
potentially a disservice to to what he could have been because he looks so cool uh, or terrifying. Um, but you see those designs kind of like carried through later on. Like uh, I think just recently he was introduced in the comics. So maybe they'll do some kind of like more interesting dynamic things with him there. But I think like in the series, he's one where I have it just specifically listed for the aesthetic of it all. Like well, he was one I had a toy of when I was younger because I was like, he looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it was like Rita's Rita always had this. We always had this feeling that it was revenge, right? It was always like she, she was kind of picking up where she had left off. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was this thing between her and Zordon and she had lost and banished. And she had in, in, in that banishment, she had used her powers against him to turn it, you know, to get him trapped into that, uh, into the you know into the tube into the interdimensional being turn him into that and then he banished her into the dumpster you know and so it was this whole thing where it was like picking right back up so you're like all right this is like baggage she's got something going on she wants to destroy this planet it's you know she's kind of straightforward when zed comes in you're like oh oh okay so she was kind of working for zed but then you're like all right well what's zed's motive like you said and he's just kind of picking up where he left off and it's okay it's fine in the beginning because it's he's so menacing you know, in the mm-hmm. in the beginning, he's very like he's doing what she was doing, but doing it like to another degree, you know, like upping the putties. And, you know, uh, it, it's just his voice too. Robert Axelrod as the voice of Zed is just a very it, it, it's immediately iconic too. like I remember the TV guides that came out when I was in like fourth grade or something like that. And like Zed was on the cover of TV guide and being like, uh, this is going to be scary. <laughs> like um and mom's like you're not watching that and i remember like r- racing home after baseball practice to watch it because it was that prime time the three episodes that were in prime time mm-hmm. and like i don't know why fox was like this is a great idea we'll put power rangers on and x files will be on immediately afterwards so whatever kid is watching this through the x files is just going to start playing where someone gets murdered in the five first five seconds so yep i remember um that, so. the the alligator the guy in the pool and the alligator comes in like the alligator man or whatever and I, I was like, oh, no, why did I keep watching? Like, but um, it's just it, it was it, it's there's something very, uh, you know, people always say, oh, well, it's very 90s. It's all very 90s. And I'm like, I think the second season is more 90s than the first season. I don't know if it's just like it was like the budget went up or something. And they were like, OK, puff everyone's hair up, get everyone an ear piercing get this guy in his metal speedo. Why are these kids still wearing sleeves? Get them <laughs> off. No, that was the movie budget. That okay, was movie sorry. budget. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I imagine the executive out there was like, Oh, we're upping the budget again. Remove the sleeves. Everyone. Aisha, if we're you want creating the sleeve protocol. Yeah. And she was like, no, I want to keep the sleeves. And they're like, all right, well you, then you get the short shorts. <laughs> like you get one or the other, uh, sleeves. Yeah. So, so, um, no, I, I always I think he's great, but I, I do agree with you. It's it's never like clear other than just like domination and destruction that he has anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we don't even we don't even get that until it wasn't until Turbo, uh, not Turbo um, in space. When you realize like in space was the one that was like, all right, well, we're going to kind of retrofit everything and, and say, like, it's this monarch of evil. You know, everyone is reporting to Dark Spectre and it was Dark Spectre that like sent you know, that originally started all of this. And Zed was basically like, you know, reporting to him more or less or everything. But don't get me wrong. I love Zed. I love for everything you said, the aesthetic, all that stuff. But um, what's I, I feel like I oftentimes think of it. But do you ever think of like Master Vile? Mm. He, he's not on the show very much, but I still think that his ep- a couple of episodes where he has that like Oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the monster. It's like something like gobbler or something. That sounds like a turkey monster, but um I I'm sure there was one of those in the early oh, seasons. Um I remember his episodes being very dark because remember that's when they captured the he captured the Falcon Zord and they had like an actual it turned into a falcon and they kept it in a cage in the mm-hmm. palace or whatever. Um I remember his episodes being scary, but I feel like which Rito come on, right? Rito. We're not going to talk about Rito. He just destroyed the swords. Yes. So like you, you bring up like reasons why he 
is evil like aside from like he becomes kind of a joke later on but like when he's introduced like he is very much a menacing character but well he he's gonna talk he still is a humorous character but he's he's more competent when he's introduced he becomes very bumbling the the same with goldar becomes a buddy cop thing with them do you assume that like when he's introduced, he's supposed to be like we talked about, like Ivan Ooze, where he's like that very much like Robert England, Freddy Krueger sort of thing. Yeah, like very over the top. Like he enjoys what he's doing. And I, he just, also, yeah, also he loves loves destruction, and he's like, "This is my jam. I love to destroy things, and I'm here because my sister's here." And basically, I think his thing is that he doesn't really need a purpose other than destruction. Hmm. So I think that's kind of why he's there. He's just there to be like, oh, it's, I, I think Rito is one of the best additions to their he, roster. Uh, of villains. He also does look like a metal cover. Well, I mean, it's half camo skeleton. So, yeah, right. Like, um, I mean, I do also really enjoy him and Goldar like later on when they have their memory wiped in there. Yeah. It's so if you could be, be like, oh, well, what, what did they get up to? And you're like, oh, well, they were maids for Bulk and Skull. And you'd be like, I'm sorry, what? You'd be like, no, that's not even the stupidest storyline that's going to happen, because don't you worry. They're going to soon Bulk and Skull are going to turn into monkeys. Someone's going to have to take care of those monkeys. <laughs> so it just kept going. But anyway, we can move beyond Mighty Morphin. What's another well, one you've got? So there was, there's one that I have that's tied into Mighty Morphin, but I think it might be a bigger conversation piece. So maybe we move on to... Because I don't, I don't have a ton aside from... I think I have... Hang on. I've got two. a couple. I've got, like, I, have, I have two from one season and then one that is kind of like an overarching thing. So do you... Well, I got I got a couple favorite. I, I got like two more that I enjoy from the Zordon error. OK, which are basically the right. Like, I don't I didn't dislike the Machine Empire. I, I think their aesthetic was like you talked about earlier, the aesthetic. Like, I think their aesthetic was perfect for that season. You know, it all fit very well. I think the voices were great. I love that it was like this rich family kind of a sort of a thing, you know, it. it it was cool. And I liked how it was broken up with like Louis Kaboom when he showed up and all that stuff. Um, but I think that like, even though I hate, like I think turbo is one of the weakest points in the franchise, not the weakest. Cause I mean, come on, Megaforce, but like, it's not my favorite, but I think what pulled it through a little bit, what, what makes it interesting is I think that diva talks is one of the, we talked about it before. I think it's like, she's great because she's so over the top. Yeah. And 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 it's I don't even know what it is. Like I don't really like the generals or anything even though Elgar stuck around for two seasons. Uh you know, like Porthos is like what? A giant like marshmallow with a porthole in his face? I don't I hate that. And then Rygog is like, "Yeah, but it's all very like weird and like what are they? I don't really get it." But right. her character is just one of those like it's so campy. It's so ridiculous and it's good, but she also like what's her directive right right well i think you you get an idea of like her how ridiculous she can be so early on in that movie because her generals and her are like it's very comedic in the film Mm -hmm. um i use that term loosely with that movie um (laughs) but uh, my favorite comedy turbo a power rangers movie but like rygar specifically or rygar 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 i don't know uh specifically like when um i don't mean rude i just don't care enough (laughs) monster in that movie i can't think of it malagor malagor shows up and it's supposed to be like that wedding thing and divatox is so like uh like taken aback like a gas because he's a giant monster and rygar just like pushes her forward and he's like talk to him (laughs) yeah i do i do like that scene yeah (laughs) um wait porthos isn't even in the movie is he I don't think so. Is that his name? The the big guy? You're right. He's not. I don't think. Yeah. Um, But like Elgar and uh, Rygar, I think, have very funny lines in the movie and that carries through into the show. And I think Divatox carries like a very humoristic element that we only get kind of like brief ideas of earlier on with villains. Um, yeah. Were I th- maybe well, I think maybe like the stuff with the machine empire might be more like dry humor, like think like C three PO, like yeah, yeah, it, it's nudie, 
Yeah. Um, Snooty like is it, definitely a great word. It's yeah. stuff that you don't pick up on when you're a kid, because I used to not think C-3PO was funny until I was like, you know, in my teens. And I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> this guy doesn't suck. Um, <laughs> but it's and I wonder if like that's kind of like the Machine Empire stuff, like would make more sense with that. Whereas I think the things with Divatox and her generals are very clearly comedic. Well, you know what I'm thinking about now that you're saying this is that there is no straight character in that group, right? There's no like straight man. There's, they're all they're all they're all kind of either bumbling or comedic. You know, even mm-hmm. I'd I'd say like maybe Rygar right or whatever he is like that he's the most, but even him, like you said, has like that humor to him, and so I, you know, even with like Rita or even Zed, even like season three with like Rito and Goldar being kind of like whatever, like there was still seriousness to it. And with, with, with turbo, I, I think you're right. Like there was no, there was nobody in there that was menacing. Mm-hmm. And I wonder and, if that is derived from like the source material, because that was like the season where it was very much a comedy. And I know you don't care anything about Sentai, but um, well, if anybody I, doesn't yeah. know Rhino hate <laughs> i don't um, hate it i just it's i don't i hate i hate the idea that people say you have to have watched it. it like no i don't i can appreciate it as a whole separate thing and then go back i like, wonder oh. if that has some influence on like what they had because if they didn't have any menacing characters in a comedic season like it might be very difficult to well, kind of like shoehorn I, that stuff in i wonder what the bad guy main bad guy even was because diva tox was obviously like an american made creation also i think like hillary shepherd is hilarious to this day like i think she Mm -hmm. is so funny um but i also love it because i think it led directly into one of my favorite villains aesthetic and everything is Mm -hmm. astronoma and in space i don't know if you have her on your list uh i have a couple things from that season well because i i think astronoma everything like I don't know why Elgar is there, but for some reason he's a carryover, but it, it, it he worked. I, I'm not saying I didn't dislike him, but I remember even being a kid being like, why? Um, but she's so like snarky, like B movie sci-fi villain, but just so great at it. And the fact that she had all those wigs where she had different hair all the time. And then you get like, like in the beginning, she was just pure, like sassy evil. And but then you get like more of that story as you start peeling back the layers that you're like, wow, I this is the first time that we've ever seen a villain that really has a story like this, that Mm -hmm. it goes, you know, deeper where she isn't, you know, she was taken as a child and turned into this villain. And but then I also love that story between her and Ecliptor where like he basically raised her. And yes, he was he is created. So he is an evil made being, but he still feels love because he loves her. So there's like that extra layer is something interesting there. It's all that it's all very, you know, like Wally with the plant. It's all, there's a little, there's a little seed of good and everything. I mean, so the other Ecliptor is one of the, the few I have on my list. Um, I know you love that design. Who doesn't love it? Because of that design specifically, that was like, Ken, those... can, can you even imagine if we get a freaking lightning collection of that figure? Oh, shut up. I don't want to jinx it, but that would not not be amazing. I'm, I'm, looking... he could have his cape and everything. Cause you know, they he didn't really have that cape. That like often. original ones. Um, but he has like stupid, like action feature and I don't want it. Uh, yeah. but that design. And that was like one of those toys where I was like, kind of like almost out of power rangers and I wasn't really spending money on it. Um, but and I also wasn't buying bad guy characters, but that was one where I was like, he looks pretty cool. Um, but I also think like what you're talking about, especially with the astronomer stuff, like he has a fairly compelling mm-hmm. story, right? He has a purpose. He has goals. Uh, however unclear they are initially, like as they develop over the course of that season, you're able to understand like his viewpoint. You're like, oh, this is kind of heartbreaking if we ignore the Power Rangers stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just take it as face value for uh, Andros and, and Carone, like, as two children, and then what he goes through to to essentially create Astronema and, like, how he feels, how invested he is in her, but also knowing what he goes through, like, and regret that he might feel, even I know, well, kind I- of, like, monster figure. I think regret is like the 
a, a great word for him because you really, I, I feel like there's a heaviness mm-hmm. to that, you know, cause he, he helps her in the middle of the season, get out. He knows what's happening, you know, and, and you're, right. it's like what you said, like he has that regret to it, but then even after his reprogramming, it's still, I think about that scene when Andros kills her in, in the, on the ship, whatever it's called her base. And it's just like, when he like is trying to hold her and you're like, Oh my God, like who has more right to hold her, the brother or the father, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things where I'd argue like he does because he raised her and he always watched out for her and made sure that she was okay. Even though they're, you know, they're just destroying people in the universe and whatever, but it's fine. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. It's love. Ken love is love is love is love. I got it. Um, no, I got it. Yeah. Credit card. You got it. Um, I, yeah, I, I think, I think both, I, I, there's something about their, the two of them too, that work so well together. Like there's Mm -hmm. something about that. It's like, you know, because that palace was that kind of like half in neon, you you know, half like reality, half, I don't know what it was, you know, where it had the like like, neon lines. It's like a geometric, like, yeah illustrative thing like think of like old video games like oh yeah it, you, geometric is the word i was looking for but it, it was it, and like and then him and then her but you're just like uh, this is a power couple like you know like mm-hmm. i i didn't need anything else and then i also feel like they had the best foot soldiers in that season too with the quantrons like it was mm-hmm. it all worked so well and then um but who, who do you have after this um uh, so now, give me another season. one. It doesn't have to be in order. Just give me another well, one. Well, so Psycho right. Rangers are on this list from this season. This season was firing on all cylinders. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, I now this is one where I don't necessarily think uh, storyline wise, like their their goals, because they're essentially created to just fight the Rangers like they're they're not even generals like they're they're almost Fo- they're borderline like, like yeah, there's are foot soldiers foot soldiers with a conscience not a conscience but with like thought and, right yeah. yeah um and like it's carried on later on where i think like the red ranger comes back and like he has a goal to just destroy red rangers right um, well i yeah i think that was i don't even know if that was the red one or the blue one because remember tj makes them all like paint their suits blue and wow. so they were all the same color because he was obsessed with destroying the one ranger and that's how I'm they messed him the, up our, well what's the story when the red one comes back well, I know the red one was with Leo. I don't remember what his story was. Anyway, like yeah. this is just should speak volumes to either how a uneducated you and I are. B, uh, <laughs> how do how, we not know every one of these thousand episodes that have aired? But but can speak volumes to like how interesting these characters are, just based on aesthetics and what they're they're kind of. You can look at them and know what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be like, oh, that's bad news. Um, To the point where, like, I wanted toys of them when I was younger. Like, I knew when I was younger that I was like, these are cool. Like, these are, Mm -hmm. they're badass. Um, They got, like, these kind of, like, spiky forms. Like, it's almost like organic forms that are coming off of their shoulders and, like, their their helmets. Um, They're like a torched version of the the regular power. Yeah. Yeah. in the, the like overall aesthetic is like black with like white uh, elements around like the gauntlets and like the shin guards, but also like the reds or like whatever the colors are. I think um, it's also kind of the first. Well, I guess the Phantom Ranger and Turbo, but I was going to or the Blue Centurion. But I was going to say it's the first kind of real padded Power Ranger team we've seen. Like it's mm-hmm. not spandex. It's all like you're, what you're saying. It's like all kind armor. of armor. Yeah. Um, You know what I like, too, about them is that. I want to say this is the first time other than it just being one episode off where it's a power Rangers, a a copy, you know, quote unquote, a copycat power Rangers team that, but they're like fully fledged. They're not, they're not copies of the original, Mm -hmm. right? Cause they're not, it's, they're not Andros, TJ, Cassie, you know, Ashley, they're not them. They're their own things. So, you know, before that it had been like, Oh, they're clones or putties that are power Rangers or, Mm -hmm. or like, you know, in turbo, they had those ones that were all like the grayed out version or whatever. But like, these are self thinking like monsters or, you know, and stuff. So that that's, what's interesting too. And also they had like human monster and Ranger form. Right. Different weapons too. Like that's another thing. Like, 
they were completely different. Um, so I don't know. I think that's one of the reasons why I think there's also a, an invested interest in the the fan community for these characters. I mean, so much think, so. Yeah, think about how they like. Uh, not even so. If we remove what's happened since, and let's just say from the show, I mean, them coming back and that being the crossover. The, the, the crossover for the 10th power or whatever it was in lost galaxy is just phenomenal. But then the power of pink, the, the, I, I think that's what it was called. Uh, that might not be it, but um, where, you know, uh, Cassie and Kendricks and the pink one, like what an amazing story for the female Rangers, but what an amazing story in general for that, where they are like, okay, well, we're going to kill this. This power Ranger is going to die in this episode. And then that's going to be this, like, you know, I, I don't know how many episodes, three episodes, I think, because then the next episode is Corone coming back. And then mm-hmm. so, like, they initiate that story, though, too. It's well, kind of it's cool, you know, they're initiating. So, like, you know, the the creators would have to, like, well, we have to do this if we're going to do this with some sort of villain. Like, it can't be just a cheap one off thing. Like, it has to be something where people would believe I'm sorry. I'm going to stop you right there because if you'll recall back to another episode we did, uh, once a ranger, we had ourselves a one-off villain who brought a team together. I'm, I apologize. I'll see myself out. <laughs> but anyway, no, I, I think it, it's like that ingrained them. But then you know the stuff in the comic books with like adding another color and then like them being like rooting way back into the power rangers history i think that's genius you know yeah don't they have their own uh they had their own original graphic novel right um yeah i believe it's the um the path of psycho is that what yeah, it's what's called? it called but um, uh, i don't think the, the psychopath right. which i only realized was a play on the word psychopath moments ago but which still you have- i you have Ooh, sorry. Touch, right? I know, I know. I don't know why. And you keep saying because it's garbage, but I, I haven't disliked what I've read so far, but I'm literally right in the middle of it. And it was just one of those things like I put it down and now I'm going to have to start reading it again because it's been long it's, enough. It's not even like garbage to the point where it's just like, oh, this is all terrible. It's just like there's so many good Power Ranger comics now. Like what a time to be alive, but also what a time to be alive. Um, well, I, and then we have the cool because I'm hoping Time Force, the Sins of the Future, or I forget what it was really called, the Time Force graphic novel that's coming out later this year. I, I can't wait for that. I hope that's on the lines of like Soul of the Dragon, you know, something yeah. where it takes like kind of that, like, let's give it a, you know, like, and I also hope that gives us a gen, a pink Time Force uh, Ranger. That would be wonderful. I that's feel cool. like that will be on the horizon, but whatever. Um, do you have another one before I end with mine? Oh, you only have one more? Yeah. Is yours a dinosaur? Like a literal dinosaur? Okay, well, I... Okay, so so I actually, like, I, I just want to say um, I do actually really enjoy... Raptors? The, the sto- I, I just love dinosaurs. Um, I like the lost galaxy villain villains. Okay. So, so when that show started, I, you know, I told you the first half of it, I, when I was a kid, I was like, no, no, because I liked in space so much that I was like, no, no, no. Um, and I didn't like the heavy reliance on the Sentai footers. I wasn't really into how they bonded with the Zords, but then I got really, really, really into it. Like the back half of that series is some of the best of the, of power Rangers. Um, but part of that is it really added this kind of complex, you know, it, it, it continued on with that complex villain storyline, right? Because originally it was like an American made villain, right? Scorpius, um, Mm -hmm. who was this kind of creature. Um, And then he had his daughter and the, the Rangers destroy him halfway through the season. And you're like, wait, what? Like, and, and then the whole thing was that he wanted Trakina to evolve into this next level, like this insect level. And she's like, "Uh, no, Um, but I love, I love everything that's going on with Trakina and like, and she has that. Oh my gosh. I'm forgetting all their names right now. The, the general that shows up and works with her and she had the good relationship with him. And I think she eventually destroys him. But then she also had the one who brought the psycho Rangers back and he's great. Um, 
and I am clearly a professional for knowing everybody. My favorite thing is when you go up an octave at the end of everything you say. I do, and that's how you know I don't know what I'm talking about. And you Uh, want me to help you? uh, I'm not going to. Is it Villamax? That's the one that's the general... No, Furio. Furio. Magnet Defender? I, I don't know. Guys, I don't know. You know who I'm talking about. Um, it is Furio and and uh, Villamax, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, I, I like that. I, I feel like they've got a really good storyline, and I feel like it's very compelling, too. And I feel like, ultimately, she has kind of a sad end to her storyline. Because, yes, she does... Uh, she does eventually give in to her father like to the wishes of her father but it ultimately leads to her downfall you know and to be like oh well she's the villain and that happens that's not true because we then get Rancic later on in Time Force is -hmm. Rancic one of the ones you're talking about? Nope but but that's because I knew he would be on your list well I I, I think Rancic's great because aesthetic wise I, I love I love everything about it I love that he's over the top I love that his daughter's over the top I love all of that but it's it's over the top in just this very like gangster villainous way they're all like a gangster family like especially because they got that toad that wears the the like is literally what you would when you say the word gangster what you imagine you know like a 70s version of a gangster or something like that but um I just, I love, and I've said it on the show so many times, I love how that story comes around because it, it becomes about not being able to let go of hate and like how that cycle just continues to eat you alive. And if you don't eventually stop, you know, it'll just keep going. And I love that that comes full circle between like Frax and what happens with Rancic. And like Frax is an example of what happens when you don't let it go. And then, um, you know, and and then ultimately Rancic can rise above it. But I think yeah, Rancic's, aesthetic is great i mean the dude pulls the bones out of his body that are made of knives like and swords i feel like that's awesome i so i lied i do have a note on there but it's specifically like his design i said was not as strong as some of the others but i i had a question because i was like is it to its benefit story-wise because he has kind of like these um kind of like protrusions obviously what you're talking about with the swords and things like that but also like he's he's just got like this kind of like thing over his face and it's just kind of he has his normal like human aesthetic and you're just like this is kind of like sloppily done when you first look at it but yeah that i feel like is a testament to like kind of where he comes from or like how he was created and that speaks to like where his character goes. Yeah. And you're like, did they think of that as they went? Did they plan that out ahead of time? Like, that's what I wonder sometimes. But um, I think his like outfit is supposed to be kind of a reference. It is supposed to be an homage to the fact that he was mad and was the villain of Mad Max. Yeah. Um, But I also think he's just fantastic. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, he's I knew he was going to be on your list, so I didn't put him on mine aside from just that question. Um, but I, if, yeah, no, Vernon Wells, it, 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 I hope that you you can get the chance to meet him uh, because uh, he is just I also think he's super nice and very down to earth, but he loves being that hammy villain mm-hmm. and he does it so well. But also, like, I love that this came around and kind of was like you know, like you're a product of what we did to you, but then also you rose like he rose above the power Rangers. I feel like in terms of like, he was able to let it go. And then like, he was able to overcome his issues before Jen was. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, something great about that. Yeah. Um, is, do you have a bad guy before this? You can't because that's most of like the early, I, I mean, I don't have any after this, if that gives you any indication of. Are you going to talk about a Lightspeed Rescue bad guy? No. Oh, OK. I was like, well, I don't like any of the Lightspeed Rescue stuff. I'm sorry. I know it's terrible to say that, but I don't like it. But um, So I had initially started with some notes on something from an earlier season, and then it kind of morphed into things that come after. What did it do? It morphed. I'm not familiar with that phrase, that turn of phrase. (laughs) Uh, 
so like I started this with and and just follow where I'm going with this. So I have Evil Tommy. Uh, question. You're mark. done. You're off the podcast. Uh, so, no. <laughs> like think of when you first see Tommy as an evil ranger, like when he's not morphed, right? Don't yeah. think of like the Green Ranger when Tommy's we're talking there, like green flashing eyes, and he's like almost instigating and kind of being intimidating towards Kimberly, who's oh like, the juice bar episode where yeah. he he's doing the push the chess machine and he like snaps it back and he like oh I'm sorry yeah, yeah. that's a great scene. Um, so that I started and I was like, well, that's kind of scary. But then I was like, oh, duh, like Dracon is no, wait, take a step back. He also uses that power coin and shoots Jason in the back with it. Like, so that guy's crap before anything, but like when he gets into the, um, the command center and just like wreaks havoc on and like, does he mess up alpha? Yeah. Poor little alpha five. So Tommy's a bad guy. Uh, but that led me to th- go down the path of like, mm-hmm. uh, the psychopath of, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, of the Dracon stuff, because I know when the comics first got announced and I was like, oh, well, what are they going to do? Like, I've read some Power Rangers comics before this and they're not great. Um, but they were good. And then you, you get this build up to the shattered grid stuff. Um, and we're, we're going to talk about like the comics in depth in a different episode and like kind of the shadow grid stuff. But Draken, I think is a character mm-hmm. that exists. Um, if you're unfamiliar, it's like an evil version. Like if Tommy never, uh, reformed with the Rangers, uh, and he kind of like, you know, goes full bad, right. And kills uh, a bunch of other generals and, you know, Rangers and things like that. And it essentially creates this dystopian alternate reality. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's the most evil version of Tommy. I mean, he and, snaps the head off a of Saba. That's like, yeah. Uh, psychotic. Um, right. And, you know, like you get clues to like these horrific things that he has done that you don't see, but you just see the, like the ramifications for this, like these, this world is essentially destroyed and you have these survivors who are there who are just like, Oh Yeah this person so-and-so and and like the the rangers that you have experiencing this billy and tommy tommy is like almost shell-shocked by the time he's done because he's like i cannot let this happen it's me so i think there's like a really interesting uh dichotomy between like a character that you know from being like this icon of the franchise but also being potentially could be the most heinous evil that is in the franchise because, you know, Shattered Grid is about him going to these different realities, different like points in time and like killing and stealing powers from other Rangers. Right. So, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and if you have like favorite Ranger teams and things like that, ones that we don't generally talk about, like you, you in Shattered Grid, you see all of them. And like you either see them have these moments of triumph or these really uh, insane, horrific things where you don't expect that from this franchise. Um, and I think you don't get that if you don't have that kind of iconic character. Plus, similar to the Psycho Ranger aesthetics, like I think he looks really cool. Like it's taking these best elements from the White Ranger and the Green Ranger and kind of like morphing them together. And then he goes through like transitions as it continues for his aesthetic, like as he upgrades in power, like different things change in his suit. Um, so I don't know. That's one of the things I had. Like, I thought that was a really interesting thing that goes past. Like it's, it starts with this very like seed based thing in the show. And then, you know, Kyle Higgins was able to just kind of like keep pushing it. And was like, what if it just went further? What if it Mm -hmm. didn't stop here? Um, and I think that's very, very interesting. Well, I, I think it's also like we get kind of a window into a little bit more of that kind of mature storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it tiptoes into the darker place, but it also it's that fine line because Power Rangers like I love the darker storylines because Power Rangers will always be the thing that shines a light on that. You no, know? mm-hmm. like it's not it's. And not in like a cheesy way, like, cause that's what I love about time force is that it ca- it can seem really dark because it starts with the murder of the red ranger and, you know, and it gets in a weird places where essentially the rangers have to leave. And then they're like, Oh, sorry, Wes, you're dead. And Eric's dead. And we'll just go like, 
it's it's kind of about it's just this thing that i i i like that it's it's no matter how dark it can get it can always come back you know Mm -hmm. and i think that's what sometimes is missed that's why do you remember that fan film that came out a couple years ago that power rangers and it like i liked the idea of it but one of the things i really hated was that the power rangers had guns in it at one point Mm -hmm. and i was like the power rangers would never use guns that Mm would that's not that's not what they are you know and like it's not even when they were military it still wasn't it's not guns they're not they're not here to like kill anything you know like Mm -hmm. destroy stop whatever that's a thing but it, it it it's like I loved the aesthetic of what they were going through, and I loved the deep dive into the mythology of the Power Rangers. And obviously, who didn't love James Vanderbeek as Rocky and Katie Sackhoff as Kimberly? But it was like it it was like okay, that's the right idea, but you've you're missing a little bit of that ideology within it. And it doesn't have to be cheesy about it, but it just has to. It's the same way where like uh, you know the Captain America. It's like he's, you know, in the Avengers and all that. And however dark all the Avengers movie gets, you still have. I always think like Captain America is kind of that beacon of light, even though he's not my favorite. But he's still kind of that that thing that shines that, you know, he's the moral compass, you know, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. So it's it's it, that's what I love about the comic books. It gives it that little bit of a breathing room to kind of explore a lot more of those things that you can't always do. But to say that that the Power Rangers, the show is limited because it's a children's show is foolish too, because yeah. they've done more than their fares still say like I, I, I think it's always about hope. And so I, I kind of, I feel like sometimes it's not about anything anymore. It's just episodes that don't mean anything sometimes mm-hmm. not to be rude. I mean, I, I do enjoy beast morphers, so I'm not, I'm not knocking that, but I think like, I don't think that, you know, like Megaforce or I, I don't think a lot of the Nickelodeon shows are really understanding that. I think they're just trying to repeat a pattern. So it just comes off very hollow without having its own message and purpose or whatever. It's lacking but, a soul. Yeah, exactly. It, uh, but is it because Megaforce had that soul at the end? What's this voice I'm using? Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to I want to say that I really liked Mezagog as a villain from Dino Thunder. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like you talked about aesthetic and stuff like that I think he's great I love that it's like a dinosaur that's kind of a bad guy but then I love that it's like a Jekyll and Hyde situation with Anton Mercer and him and I love I love that they kind of like know about each other too but also like eventually they split I, I there's a lot of things that I really enjoy that's a season I really gotta like start at the beginning and rewatch all the way through again but because mm-hmm. I love I like every one of the actors in that season I like the storyline I love that it's got Tommy and the whole thing like and it's not just because it's Tommy it's I love the idea that someday a Power Ranger could come back which I'm just going to do a little sidebar right here did you see that David Yo said he would return to the show not for one episode that. but a whole season yeah, he was like I would come back but not for just one episode I would want to do a whole season I'm just like and I was like why isn't somebody jumping on this? Like he's not paying attention to David Yost as much as we are. I, well, he's, he's gotten invited back before. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm like, I, you know, and whatever, I, I guess feel like that would be great. Like he would be great to come back, even if he doesn't suit up like Tommy did in Dino Thunder. But if he did where he's like their mentor or something like that, I think that would be awesome. Do you think they would make it? So like, he would be like, Oh yeah, got a, I got a divorce on Aquatar. Well, I was just thinking, like, what if he comes from Aquatar and, like, has to help them? And he's like, I just came here from Aquatar. And they're like, what about your lady friend? And she's like, fish only live for five years. I don't know, something dramatic like that. But I know fish probably live longer than that. but Or less than that? I don't know how long fish live. Well, something I know I have to look up later. Um, no, but, like, I, you know, I, I think Mezagog's a really good villain. I'm trying to think of ones, like, maybe later. I... I I think other ones have been good. Well, like I love about RPM is how Vengex is like this virus. And I love that there are different levels of villains in that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not like a one, it's not like you have this one villain, which it, it does kind of start in the idea where it's like, that's the virus and the whatever. But I love that. It's like, you have to get through it. It's almost like a video game aspect to it, you know, mm-hmm. where you have to get to the final boss and stuff like that. And it's interesting, but, I feel like Mezagog needed a mention because I really enjoy his like I I just love how he's like 
so breathy when he talks. Well, that's why when you were like, is he a dinosaur? When you were asking me what my last one was, and I was like, like, literally? And I was like, because Melvagog yeah. is a dinosaur. Um, yeah. No, I like I like his look and his like, I think the stuff with his son is well, like Mercer's son is interesting, like as I love that he's like adopted. Mm hmm. He's just like, ah, yeah, I've got this son, Trent Fernandez. And you're like, what? (laughs) I'm sorry. sorry. You just randomly adopted a kid, single parent. Also, I care about the well-being of children who are not really my own. I just wanted to father and mentor a person. Yeah. Just one day I was like, you know what I want? A kid. Secretary. Make it happen. <laughs> like No, but I, I, I back from lunch. I want a baby. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like that, but I like because then also Trent kind of goes through that same issue. He's having that pull between the light and the dark and the Yeah. It's good. I, I mean and and like I'm not saying that's where it ended, you know, other people can like uh, I I enjoy I enjoy the complicated nature of the villains in Mystic Force, right? everybody's vying for power. Everybody's got a whole nother story. But then I think about like seasons that aren't as good. Like Megaforce does not have a clear, it's all very like bland, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the kind of general like feel. Cause as I was making my list, I was like, well, what, what do these later seasons have? Like what's memorable about them? And it's never like the villain stuff. Um, it's either costumes or like maybe one or two events or like the specials. Right. So like you have the 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 like legendary battle thing is memorable, but that's just because it's, you know, an iconic scene. Um, One scene. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. One scene out of a what? How many episodes did we have to go through to get to that? Like 40 episodes. Um, What's the one from uh, Ninja Steel? Is there a crossover on that one? Yeah, that's the 25th anniversary. Okay, so like that one also like is more memorable, clearly. Uh, yeah, what what's the uh, super memorable? What's it called? But I mean, like versus like the villains. Whereas I think like earlier on, I think a lot of the villains like got a decent amount of focus and and time spent and care spent on creating them versus just being like, well, we have this suit. You know, I'll give this to thinking about what you just said. I'll give it to Forever Red. And once a ranger for having at least like villains, I remember you remember that it was Rita and Zed's son, even though it didn't completely make sense. And why is he so old? But like, at least you, I remember it. You know, I remember that it was the Beetleborgs that were the bad guys and forever red, but you remember that, you know, you remember that there was these things and it was Vengeance and it was about serpent terror. I don't know what the legendary war was about. I can't remember that. And that was, but I do remember Dimensions in Danger. Like, at least I remember the plot. I don't remember really the bad guy. I don't really remember. You just essentially, remember, like, robot rangers? Evil well, I remember rangers. the robot. Ra- yeah, I remember the evil rangers. I remember them cracking, like shooting an arrow into the sky. But I don't remember the specifics of that. And so, but I'll give it that I remember more of that than I do anything about the legendary war. Other than that yeah. guy with all the fringe on his arms that was in outer space screaming all the whole time. I don't know what his deal was. But that's, I think that's kind of one of those things where, you know, Forever Red and like gave us, none of the main villains are in that, but I still think, like, I told, I te- texted you about it the other night where I was like, oh, I'd love this like Beetleborg Shadowborg figure so I could put him near my Serpentera and be like, oh, my little collection's complete mm-hmm. because it, it's part of it. And I feel like that says something, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know who the villain is for this next team up, really. I know they're airing in another country and not here, but um, I will watch them. As of uh, as of recording this, I believe all the episodes of Beast Morphers have aired in like the UK or France or somewhere, and that's mm-hmm. it. So I'm 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 gonna try and find out if I can watch them all. Get through it. It's only a matter of time. I I I will say this though. I I, I want to give uh, Blaze and Roxy some points here because mm-hmm. I think they're going to be memorable in the long run. I think we'll kind of, I think they're, they walk that fine line of like, they kind of give me a little bit of like a diva talks vibe where it's a little like campy. Yeah. But like, just whereas diva talks was like super over the top. And that's what I love. They're like right on that. Like they're a little more over the top than astronomer, but they're still like this great, like they chew up the scenery and mm-hmm. I love that. You know, 
I'll give them a lot of a lot of points for that because I I think that they're way more memorable than any of the other villains that have been on the show right. so far. I mean, like not that know. I don't enjoy them, but I'm saying My like I'm gonna remember that. I know you love that suit. It's gone so though. It but also like I there's there's just so many times when I think of them, I just think of them like peering out from somewhere. Yes. And, like with these grins of like, Yeah. Or like tenting their fingers or like kind of like rubbing them together like planning something like they're they're always scheming it seems like but oh my god you know who they're like they're like uh they're um rocky horror picture show they're uh oh my god what are the two names wow this is terrible right now i saw this i've seen this movie 300 times and i cannot remember their names and I'm going to look it up. Riff Raff and Magenta is who they remind me of. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. you don't get it. No, I, I do. But <laughs> when you were getting to that point, I was like, Frank. No, God, no. Yeah. Uh, not God. No, N- nobody can ever be Tim Curry. That's what I meant by that. But, um. but very, you know, like when Riff Raff and Magenta do the kind of like fingers down elbows and then the hand slap, like, and they're always kind of like, they're always giving that sunken in like peering look from the side. It's like what you said. That's exactly what they remind me of. And I love it. It's interesting that it's changed from like the, I always like the, the blaze aesthetic for just the suit. But now when I think about it, I don't think about the suit so much as like just those two actors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which I think says something also to to kind of like those two individuals um, and kind of like what they're given. And I know we've talked previously about like not knowing what they're going to get to do with this kind of like second season here. Um, but at least I'm I'm hopeful that they're going to get to do something interesting. With that, with their two characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll say only time will tell, I guess, you know, I, I hope there's some sort of like culmination of that storyline or something, you know, so, yeah, I, I feel like I, I don't even know how long this has been going on now, but like the, the finales have really kind of fell flat for a while. Like yeah. the finale used to be the, wow, that was so good, you know? And I just, I haven't felt that way in a long time. So what if, what if blaze and Roxy don't leave at the end of, this season and they go on to another season as villains. I mean that I, okay. I love that. Love that idea. First of all, because happen. I, I, yeah, that's what I want to say. I don't think it'll happen, but imagine if it could be that thing where like how Elgar was astronomer's second. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, or bulk and skull kind of carried through sometimes I'd love to start seeing some of that a little bit more. Like, don't get me wrong. I do love, I do love when a power Rangers season, that that's where Power Rangers found its legs, whereas really making it very unique and individualized storylines. But if they're going to keep making these throwbacks, like why not just have some characters? And and, and I don't know how many times I'm going to have to ask for this. For the love of God, can we just get at least one actor from a previous show to just be in the whole new season? Just like one. David Yost? Yeah. David Yost. Come on. He already said he would do it. Like, come on, give us something. Give us a, a, like, Give us a team of all the car. I don't even care if they're all Nickelodeon Rangers. Just give us something where it's like, oh, cool. At least they tried that, you know, before it was all over. I don't want it to end and then be like, oh, we never got that season that would have been all former Rangers being a whole Ranger team. And then we'll just have to watch that one episode that was so not great that we have to be like, yeah. But it was, but it was like okay because at least we got to see Adam. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it has it has its pros and cons. I don't know. I don't know. So. I feel like I also want to mention Lothor. Like, I don't dislike Lothor. I think what was great about that, the Ninja Storm uh, villain, was that it was it was also comedic, but it was also like they broke that fourth wall so many times that I thought was great because it was the first time they really kind of made fun of the formula. You know, they yep. made fun of themselves. Like, like I used to love when he'd be like, what do you think I'm going to do now? <laughs> and then they would make the monster grow. Mm-hmm. Or like something would happen. He'd be like, didn't see that coming. And you'd be like almost to the point where I was like, enough is enough. Enough is enough. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think like when the show or like when those characters can kind of embrace the camp, but also like not treat it like it's just like a stupid kid show. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, I, I think um, is interesting. I think the two side characters were good in that season for that. The two like nieces he had. Mm-hmm. And then one of them ended up being the reporter on uh, Dino Thunder. And I think they, they were good. I think that's a really good thing. There's that fine line between like that camp where not being like, Oh, it's over the top and goofy, which I, I like the people that play the goofy sidekicks on Beast Morphers, but I hate that humor. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I like them, but I feel terrible because it's just like, they're trying to make them like, they're not, 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 not all slapstick has to be from morons. It can be from funny, just situations. That's the, that's the beauty of it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of avoid. It, it really is. So, well, there you have it. There are some of our favorite villains. There's what, we, what, what were the, uh, what were the things that you said that make up the best thing about a villain? Uh, compelling story, easy, easily understandable, like goals or, or kind of like what they're doing. Uh, cool designs, aesthetics, things like that. Yeah. So, uh, if you have any of those that you feel like we missed and you have an argument for, we'd love to hear it. Let us know. Um, you can send an email to podcastrangers at gmail.com or you can get in touch with us on Twitter or Instagram or anywhere. Um, it's all the same podcast rangers and we want to hear from you. Let, uh, you know, tell us your thoughts, some of your favorites, uh, any of the ones that we touched on, uh, any of that stuff. But thank you, Ken, for convincing me to circle back around and have this conversation. <laughs> Hey, no problem. Glad I took notes again. I am so happy for you, the note taker. Um, I, I, I mean, not I'm happy for you. That came off really sarcastic. I am very grateful for you is what I really meant uh-huh. when I said the word happy. <laughs> and Ken has resigned. <laughs> Enjoy was, your other next host. <laughs> yeah. The reality of this whole thing is that Ken is really the one who pushed for this. So it, it really anybody who thinks that I'm the one to thank, it's really Ken. So. Uh, it's all Ken, 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 Ken. Welcome to our podcast next week called Ken. Uh, thank you everyone out there for listening. And we will be back again with another episode of the podcast Rangers.